Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to become confident leaders and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Limar Bergman, and let me tell you a little bit about her. Limar is a mentor for women in tech for over five years and a former director of engineering. For over 20 years, she worked as a tech, as in tech, as an engineer, a manager, director of engineering. She knows firsthand what it's like to be a woman in a male-dominated field and all the challenges that women face in the tech industry today. Two years ago, upon her return to Israel, after nine years of living in the U.S., she decided to follow her calling and support women's career growth. Our theme I chose for today is confidence building, how to deal with imposter syndrome. And I chose that because being also someone who's worked in the male dominated field, oftentimes we think less of ourselves and that we're not equal to our male partners. So I'm very interested to hear what Lamore has to say. So let's get started and welcome Lamore to the stage. Hello, Lamore. Hi. Hi, Vicky. Thank you so much for having me today. And thank you for recording it so early in your day. I really appreciate that. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. That's the beauty of this uh, world that we live in now. I can meet with people all around the world, no matter what time of day it is. Absolutely. So we always start out with a really easy question, and I kind of hinted it in your bio, but what um, part of Israel do you live in now? I live in a city called Ranana. It's uh, northeast of Tel Aviv, not very far from Tel Aviv, maybe if there's no traffic, like 15, 20 minutes away. Oh, so beautiful area. What are the best strategies to manage having remote teams? Because I think sometimes that is a challenge now with us, with this world that we live in. Yeah. And I can tell you, I started working fully remote in 2016. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was not a norm. It was not like today. And not only that, I started managing a team remote, fully remote and hiring remote and everything. Mm -hmm. And at first I was skeptical. Is it even possible? Yeah. Apparently it is. (laughs) Uh, You just need to be aware that... um, it's different than working in an office setup. And you need to make a deliberate effort to connect with people and connect on a more personal level because you don't have the opportunities you typically have in an office setup that you can go for coffee, you know, (laughs) maybe some drinks after work or maybe lunch or what have you. You don't have that. Yeah. 
So you have to make that. Mm-hmm. And for some people, sometimes it looks a little bit artificial, but mm-hmm. you have to make a deliberate effort to connect. And uh, I was managing people. So every time I'm, first of all, I insisted always to check in every single week with them, even though we didn't have much to talk about. So sometimes mm-hmm. there wasn't much to talk about, but I just wanted to have the check-in just to see how they're doing. Yeah. What's going on in their lives, right? I mean, not to mm-hmm. bribe, but just to see, to check how mm-hmm. they are. And that's the natural thing to do. If you were in the office, you would be strolling by their desk, see them and say, hey, how things are, you know, how are things going? Exactly. And uh, we get so busy in our meeting after meeting after meeting world that I think we sometimes forget to say, you know, I should just say, I, I should just stroll by that person in the Zoom world and see how they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So share some insights on how to overcome the feeling of limitations working in a male-dominated world, like in engineering. Absolutely. So I'm a great advocate for mentorship, and I'm a mentor Mm. myself in six different organizations. Most of that I do, by the way, as a volunteer, I don't get paid. I love mentoring. And this is one of the best tools to gain confidence because you have someone there that can listen to you, that can empathize with your challenges and can support you and elevate you. And I remember when I started managing, it was many years ago, mm. I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> and I was I was clueless. I didn't know what I was doing, right? There is mm. no handbook. Yeah. And... Fortunately, I had a great mentor who was a former manager and he agreed to meet with me. It was not formal. I just mm-hmm. asked for his help and he was gracious enough to help. We were meeting whenever I had something I wanted to talk about and it really helped me with confidence because mm-hmm. if I was not sure if I'm doing the right thing, I had someone I can bounce ideas that can help and support me and give me confidence. I think too, in the role of the mentor, you sometimes are that person that sees more of their capabilities than they might see. And so you kind of nudge, maybe suggest things. Um, How have you helped people in that way? So I think this is probably the most impactful part of me mentoring people. Because, you know, I come with a lot of experience, but I come very humble to those Mm. relationships. And I come to meet and really out of an interest to help. And I think the main contribution is just giving those women confidence Mm. in themselves. And that confidence usually lead to actions that they haven't thought about, right? And, or, or haven't thought they can do. And I think, uh, Also, sometimes going back to the imposter syndrome, they might have great ideas, but they discount the validity, the validity of it or the the um, that it will be accepted. Absolutely. And sometimes they they even fear just doing simple things. Right. Yeah. Right. I had a woman who was uh, afraid to ask for days off, (laughs) you know. And the topic of asking for a salary increase or a promotion always comes up. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things that women really struggle with and uh, they need someone to support them and push them a little bit. 
first right. help them believe in themselves and also help them with strategize how to do that without being seen as aggressive rather than assertive. And going back to the mentoring, you know, you're that voice of reason, of encouragement, of um, uh, inspiration, maybe. And there are other voices around them yeah. that are not. And so I think, uh, you know, the role that you spoke of earlier of constantly keeping checking in is really important in that situation, especially remotely. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I think that it's very important for people to connect as, as much as they could on a, a virtual setup. Again, as I said, sometimes it looks artificial, but we used to have like some huddles or like, um, mm -hmm. you know, fun, happy hours, you know, <laughs> yeah. over Zoom. Yeah. And it may look like, oh, it's artificial, but it's needed. It's much, much needed. And I also mm -hmm. wanted to supplement a, a very important thing that you mentioned that sometimes they have people around them, or we have people around us that actually are hurting our confidence. Yeah. And um, that leads to another tip I want to give the audience today, that look at all the people that surround you and, and, and think about, are those people bring you down or do they encourage you? And try mm -hmm. to minimize the interaction with those who are bringing you down. I know that sometimes it's hard because those are the people that are most close to us, right? And yeah. I'm not suggesting to disconnect from family and friends, but but try to kind of balance that and connect more with people who, who kind of keeps you motivated, encouraged, helps with your confidence. Find those people and connect with more. I, I often um, found that when I hear that negativity, it's a nice, uh, I smile and, you know, but I don't respond. I think if you feed them by the response, then it gets worse. But if you just kind of let it sink in for a second and then move on, it, it's so much better for you, for your mind and for your confidence. Absolutely. So what has helped you be effective in supporting women in their career growth? What helped you to, me to be effective? First of all, it's, it's, I'm doing that since 2016. So just practicing it, I get mm -hmm. better and better and better every time. And uh, I also took coaching certification because it was important for me to become uh, good at that and, mm -hmm. and help by not telling people what to do. I don't like to tell people what to do. Mm. I, I sometimes share experience. Sometimes I give some advice, but, uh, but I want to help women really find their inner, stre inner strength yeah. and their truth path. I don't want to invent anything for them. I want them to find what's suitable for them, which may mm. not be relevant for me. Mm-hmm. So, so I think just constantly doing that and learning and growing helps me become better and better. Yeah, self-discovery, you know, they get the buy-in then. Yeah. So can you share a few tips of how you can build your personal brand on LinkedIn? Because really, if you're talking career growth, 
there are opportunities that you might not even think about. And um, LinkedIn is a great resource. So talk about that, building your yes. personal brand. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head, Vicky. So when I moved to the U.S. from Israel in December 2010, I left my job in Israel and started from scratch in a place that oh, I didn't know wow. anyone. Wow. And I started looking for, for a job in a traditional way, and it was very, very frustrating because I submitted resumes and no one responded. And then I realized that I needed to do something different, and I started really investing time in my LinkedIn profile and also in networking, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was more face-to-face -face networking. Yeah. I met people. I met recruiters in coffee shops, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and I met people. So I think also networking is an important piece. Yes. Uh, to that. Uh, but I, I started building a brand on, on LinkedIn and continue doing so even when I was working. So don't wait until you need a job. Just do it on a regular basis. And surprise, surprise, I started being contacted constantly. Yeah. And that's how I found the other jobs. Basically, they found me. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to look for yeah. a job. And those jobs were probably not jobs I would find myself. Right, right. It's always... Um, a nice thing to see. Oh, somebody wants me. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I, I think that it first starts with taking a deliberate effort to, mm. to, to be there and also thinking about what do you want from your career and being more strategic about it rather than reactive. What do you want to do? And mm. sometimes it's not what you're doing today. So, I right. work with some women that they want to do some, some changes and they have a lot of skills that can be applied elsewhere. So think about all the skills that you have and work. You can apply them if you want to change. Sometimes you don't want to change. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And highlight them. And make sure that your profile highlights your skills, yeah. your achievements, your capabilities. Use the right keywords to make sure you're found. And if you're not sure, you know, um, contact Lamore to go over your profile yeah, with you. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. If you're not sure. You can contact me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so make sure that, uh, but, and, and also network. Networking yeah. is really important. You need to meet people um, and not just any people, but people that you think are relevant to what you're mm -hmm. trying to do. Not necessarily like, and I don't like to network for the sake of asking immediate help. Do you know, Vicky, did it happen I, to you probably that people connect with you and then a minute later they send you something, you know, they, they try to sell yeah. you? Right, right. I was just going to go in that direction that how important is it that you first establish a relationship before you ask or you tell somebody what you can do for them? Absolutely. Yeah. So network for the sake of meeting people and even trying to help them instead yeah. of, oh, I want to meet this person so they can help me immediately because people yeah. are turned off by that. Typically, yeah. it's not that people are mean or don't want to help. But if I'm constantly being approached by people who want something for me, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, there are a lot of ways to network virtually. That's the good news also. Yeah, that was, so that was my next question. How do you build re relationships and trust when you've got remote teams or, or you're trying to build client lists? Yeah, so... Uh... So there are two different things. Remote teams mm -hmm. is you need to build a trust. It takes time depending on the personality. Mm -hmm. Some people you may build a trust very quickly. Mm -hmm. Some people it may take longer 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like I had a manager, a new manager at some some job that you know I, the manager switched, and it took me a year to mm-hmm. build a relationship with him because you know he and I were very different, and he was a closed book, and it was very hard mm-hmm. for me to understand what he was thinking. So it took time. So sometimes yeah. you need to realize that building the trust takes time. Uh, and sometimes it takes, but but be authentic mm-hmm. and and always, always come with a positive attitude and and a can do attitude. I think that that will yeah. help you immediately. And about networking, um there are multiple ways to do that. One of the platforms I always recommend that I love the most is called Lunch Club, and I use it on a mm. weekly basis. What I love about it, so you sign up, you create an account, and you you basically create a profile, and also you describe yourself and your interests, both professional and personal interest, and they have an algorithm that match you with people, nice. and you meet people on a one-on-one basis. And I like that because for introvert, it's it's less intimidating. Yeah, it's easier yeah. to connect with one person at a time rather than going to a large event or something mm. like that so, so with with lunch club uh, you know in some networking groups if i go in as a speaker or a trainer in leadership and there's somebody else that's a speaker trainer leadership you might not be welcomed into that group because they're trying to keep a, a variety of people in lunch club is it just anyone can be a, a member I think so. I was referred by someone, so I can definitely send uh, my referral link uh, to mm-hmm. you if, if mm-hmm. someone wants to join. Yeah, they okay. welcome everyone and uh, it's yeah. it's great. I'm there since June 2020. So oh, cool. I, I think it was face-to-face before COVID and then they shifted and they stayed like remote. Right, it right. Works great. You can meet people from all over the world. It's So wonderful. it's it sounds like meetup but virtual. Yeah, yeah. But one on one. That's mm-hmm. what I like. Yeah. Like this, you know. Yes, this, exactly. You know, exactly. That's why I love doing podcasts because it allows me time, quality time with a person without interruptions or um yeah. you know, even having the person on the other line might be uh, in a coffee shop or something, looking around at other people and things, and you don't truly have their attention. And in this environment, you know, I, I have your attention, you have my attention. So it works Absolutely. out nicely. Yeah. And I do a lot of podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, guests. I haven't started my own yet, but I, I uh, join a lot of podcasts because I really enjoy yeah. meeting people. Well, the, the next question I had was um, you talked about having teams and and so some of the audience that I have you know are just solopreneurs and and they don't have teams yet but even as a solopreneur I I think that the thing that they struggle with often is to delegate I have to do it all myself and that makes you crazy (laughs) yeah so how do you recommend um overcoming that fear of delegation uh that need to micromanage uh, what are some tips that you could give to our audience so first of all i mean i have the same challenge myself right i mean <laughs> especially when you start a business sometimes it's not just about delegation it's about actually spending money to pay someone yes and i and i think that uh, eventually the best 
the best strategy for me that works for me is to think, one, is there a tool that can save me time? Because a lot mm-hmm. of times there are tools. Like, for example, Calendly. Mm-hmm. Think about Calendly, how incredible mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> and it saves you so much time. You don't need to go back and forth to schedule a meeting. So sometimes right. it's as simple as having a tool mm-hmm. and paying money for that tool, for that matter, right? I mean, yeah. And the second thing is like, okay, what am I spending my time on? Looking at what you're spending your time on and asking yourself, is it a good use of my time? Right. How much my hour worth? Mm-hmm. How much do you appreciate your time? Right. I mean, yeah. how much would you like to get paid? Let's say you are consulting. How mm-hmm. much do you think you get paid? And then if you do some, some kind of work, well, how much would you pay someone else to do that kind of work? Yeah. Right. And then consider, okay, are you paying yourself too little by by doing that? And it's not easy. And sometimes you need to get to a certain level of income to feel more confident. I think, at least for me, I can share that it's not so much the problem of delegation. It's more about spending money and and, and how do you balance it? What, What do you decide to pay? Like, for example, accounting, anything related to accounting, I... I don't want to do anything by myself. And and it was even when I was employed, right? I never mm-hmm. filed my taxes myself. I always yeah. paid someone to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not a professional in it. So I always pay and I pay good, a lot, <laughs> a lot right? Good yes. CPA. So that's like one thing I pay and I pay gladly because I don't want to do it. And I yeah. want someone to, to do it right. Right. And and the good thing is that now we have the virtual assistants, which, you know, when we started in business, that wasn't thing. You had to have an actual person that came to your business or to your home or whatever. And, and now you can get really affordably someone that can be uh, taking care of a task now and then or on a regular basis. And uh, so uh, that's one way to kind of ease that, oh, I'm not making enough money to pay for somebody, but maybe you just need somebody for a few hours to start your list or to get you set up on a CRM or something. So that's true. So we are closing towards the end, but uh, last question before we rapid fire is what do you wish you really knew when you were 20 years old? I wish I knew how much strength I have Mm. and how many things I can do. Mm. I was so limited in my mind in what is, what is possible for me Mm. that I chose a route that what knowing what I know today, probably I wouldn't have chosen it. I don't regret it because I did the best I could at that time, but I wish Mm. I knew better. Mm. Yeah. So many opportunities out there. Yeah. Okay, so rapid fire. Share some tips on how you can network with uh, when you're an introvert. <laughs> so both yeah, of us are there. You know? <laughs> so I started with Lunch Club. There are actually a lot of platforms. So if you're a woman, you have Elevate Network. They're great. I love them. They have free and paid options. Mm. And they have something called Squad, which is a group that meets Uh, For a certain cohort, I think it's like 12 weeks or something like that. They meet every week. So it's a great opportunity to actually build meaningful relationship with some women. And it's relatively a small group, maybe 10 women max. 
and it's done all virtually. You have to pay for that, mm-hmm. but it's really great. Uh, so that's another option. And there are a lot of um, communities and I highly recommend you to look for online communities that are relevant for you. So for example, if you're a woman, there is Alpha, there's one community, there is a, a whim, um, female God boss, and I can send you all the links. Yeah, so that would be there. awesome. Then we can put them in the, the and, website. And Power to Fly, the company that, uh, that I work with, they also have communities. So just look for communities that are relevant for you. And the good thing is that networking virtually, at least for me as an introvert, I find it much less intimidating than networking face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. So career transitions, this has been the years, the last couple of years where people have decided that they should, they could do something different. What would you give for advice for people that are thinking of making a change? Yeah, definitely. So it's not easy. First of all, I want to admit that it's not easy, especially if you're, if you're uh, switching from employed to self-employed, right? I mean, because you don't have the security. I think Mm -hmm. it's important to ask yourself, what is important for you? What are the, the most important values that you have? your life. For example, for me, the most important values for me are freedom. I want to be free to do whatever I want, whenever I want. So that's like mm-hmm. the top, the top value that I, I want to have in my life. You need to figure out what's the top values for you. Maybe for you, it's security. Yeah. Uh, be, before you make a decision, whether you want to uh, move from an employee to self-employed and, and think about your strength and wh- where you can apply them. Sometimes it's good to start small. So instead of being doing a big transition, maybe you can start on the side doing something small so you can get more confidence in what you do before you actually jump. Absolutely. I know that I always recommend uh, side gigs. That's how I yeah. kind of started. And you get some money, you get a great network to help you understand the ins and outs of business on your own. And, um, and it makes it easier than for you to feel comfortable and confident in saying, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do this on my own now. Definitely. And also look for trainings, like what, what knowledge are you missing and invest in yourself? Yeah. I, I think it took me almost um, a year or so to, to decide I'm going to get a coach and a mentor and pay for it. And, and you, again, we talk about the, the fact that, oh, I don't want to spend money. I'm not making money. I don't want to spend money, but really it is to me like continue education and uh, the, the value of those coaches and mentors is really important as you're starting a business on your own. I think. Absolutely. People like you. Mm-hmm. So we talked about LinkedIn, um, your profile, but what other tip would you give for them for LinkedIn? Be act, be active and be authentic. Uh, people um, sometimes think that uh, LinkedIn is a very prof- it's it is a professional network, but but still, it's people that are on this platform. So don't be afraid to be authentic mm-hmm. uh, and be yourself. The I can share with you that the content that I that I put there that get the most traction are the ones that are more personal. Yeah. Showing myself, I don't know, running or or doing some 
volunteering at some high school or whatever, the, the things that are more personal, mm-hmm. that they share about my passions, about things that they do, are the ones who are getting the most traction. Yeah, that's true. And what is next on your journey? That's a good question. I don't know it all. I know that I want to coach. That's why I did the certification. So definitely coaching women, not just... Um, so what I was doing until now is mentoring mostly women in engineering. So I want to help other women. I started coaching founders. Mm. So definitely coaching will be a big part of my life. And I also work with companies. I want to help companies build mentorship programs, especially yeah. for women, because I want to make a greater impact than just working by myself one-on-one. And so a lot of companies have no idea really yeah, how, how to do mentor programs. Uh, you know, I know the company that I was with, always struggled so much with that. And so they had off shoots of things, but so definitely could use your help in that way. All right. It is time now for me to warn everyone that is just listening to this podcast to grab a pencil paper. I'm going to share my screen and share with you how to get in contact with Limor. For the website, it is LimorBergmanTeachable.com. So that's L-I-M-O-R-B-E-R-G-M-A-N dot T-E-A-C-H-A-B-L-E.com. LimorBergmanTeachable.com. She's on LinkedIn using her name, Lamar Bergman, at Instagram, same. Facebook, she's L-I-M-O-R-B-E, so Lamar B-E. And then Twitter, she's, again, her name, Lamar Bergman. So she made it easy for (laughs) y'all. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had uh, social media handles identical, but uh, (laughs) I couldn't. You know how it is. It's taken, so. Yeah, some of them are just like, oh, my goodness, how I can never remember. Um, She has a free gift for you to, uh, again, I think she's got a lot of skills and and, um, such a big heart. So why don't you uh, share a little bit about what your gift is? Yes, on my website, you can sign up and get a a document that shares actionable steps you can take on LinkedIn to really start showcasing yourself. And I can tell you that people that I work with one-on-one, just doing those things created incredible results. Awesome. And definitely schedule some time with her so that she can um, give you some insights and guidance. It's always great to um, hear from the experts, people that have been there, done that. So it has been wonderful speaking with you this morning, this afternoon. And I love the stories that you told. I I think um, would love to hear a little bit about your transition from the U.S. back to Israel. I'm sure that's a great story. Um, You gave us great tips, suggestions, tools, words of encouragement that I think all of us that uh, suffer from imposter syndrome or lack of confidence need to hear. And um, it's good to have people like you in our ear So thank you so much. Um, As always, I end with um, until next time. Remember, life is a journey and it's up to you. 
to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.